so every single time I've, 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 I do any cleanse or any shift, whether it be regarding food or my business or some other aspect of my life, and I don't sit still for a moment and recognize what impact emotionally is going to have on me, then I fail forward. And I, I want to thrive forward. I, I don't want to fail forward. You know? Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. Today we are joined by April Cunningham, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, health and life coach, also known as The Influencer. Today I'm talking with Jason Winters, health coach and emotional freedom technique practitioner, EFT for short. And we're talking about emotional hygiene. And I'm so excited for this topic because it's one very personal to me. And as coaches, it's part of the deep work that we do. So Jason, welcome. So you did the um, spraying cleanse with the Jealous Vegan team, and we were talking. Yes. Tell me what your experience was like. So it was amazing, I would say. It was it was a really good experience. I enjoyed it. Three days was plenty for me um, at this <laughs> point in my life. That was, that was plenty. Um, I have to be honest, I'm not new to juicing. Like, I've done a lot of fast juice feasts, um, cleanses in the past, and I have to say that Every time, you know, I learn something new, I learn something different. Um, things often get better, um, but this experience has been far the greatest, I would say, um, for a different reason, right? Not just the results mm. that I got physically, but the emotional results, um, how I came into this cleanse, um, definitely with the support of the Jealous Vegan, I appreciate, you know, how you guys set it up. It's kind of why I joined, honestly, like, the fact that you guys have people setting intention, the fact that you, you know, shared your intention and just the whole way that it was set up. So for me, this cleanse was, was a great. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, th- and thank you for joining the journey with us. Um, it, for me personally, it's been more than a decade since I cleansed. Okay. So I had like a lot of things coming up for me, impressions, not really new actually, but just like, oh yeah, I remember what that feels like. Oh, okay. I remember being hangry. I remember wanting steak, even mm-hmm. though I haven't eaten steak in 20 years. <laughs> right. Um, and I remember having meltdowns, like everybody get out. I just don't want to see anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate everything mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. <laughs> All the years of misery just coming up in three days, right? Oh my God. And it's like, you know, the first day is like, okay, yeah. But I was like four <laughs> juices in on the first day. Like, oh yeah, the juice beat me. I'm done. I'm just going to like <laughs> fall on my sword. I'm a coach. So I'm like, okay, we embrace failure. It's okay. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do next? How are we going to improve? Like I-, I was totally talking myself through all of the, you know, follow my sword, tell the team, hey, this uh-huh. is what happens. Um, yeah. It was, it, and the second day was, was probably the worst. So to hear you say that you, you've cleansed before, you're not new to cleansing, you've cleansed before, this was the best. Can you talk a little bit about why it was the best? Um, well, in the past, I've definitely have um, successfully done, I've even done like a 21-day juice only, um, one January, like maybe four years ago. You did 21 um, days? 21 days. What? Straight juice, yes. No. Straight juice, yeah, I did. Really? 
Yep. Okay, you're my role model. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> three days yeah. like to kill me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've actually done it. I've done it. And what I was, I think what I was looking for um, in previous cleanses wasn't, I'm not going to say it was 100% bad because that's not true, but there was always this, this small hint or this small percentage of um, looking for something that was not healthy, right? Mm. Um, some measure of abuse is what I like to call it. Um, and whether it be, you know, abusing food by rejecting it or abusing myself or my emotions, like it just wasn't one thing, but it's, it's just this layer of, um, dissatisfaction and trying to fill it with the result of, of some sort of cleanse, because that's what's promised or Mm. that's what, what I think is, is the best thing to do at this point, because it's going to get a quick result, right? Because impatience is, is just my thing, right? And it's okay, because I'm learning patience. Mm. And I'm learning how to, um, where to place and how to place that into my life. So I just so appreciate you. I want to applaud you. um, Because as a man, you know, as you know, the Jealous Fiend team has been up until recently, um, all women. And I feel like sometimes men are hesitant to talk about these things. It's a very, it's a very personal thing to say, you oh, know, sure. maybe some of it was abuse. And women are seem to be more inclined to be like, yeah, let's get in there, let's talk about it. Uh-huh. In some cases, so I appreciate that you're willing to to say, hey, I was not in the optimal state when I was cleansing before. I was chasing something else and using this to fill it, right? And people yeah. do that all the time with food. They do it with sex. They do it with uh, alcohol. They do it with, you know, it's a filler. It's a crutch for something mm-hmm. else that really needs nourishment back there. Exactly. And the, the idea that you could use a cleanse as a crutch it is a, I think, I think that would surprise people. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, but people do it all the time, right? No judge. But that's just what people do. They, um, you know, with resolutions. Now, I don't I don't participate in New Year's resolutions. And it's funny, I just did an interview with someone and that, that's one of the questions they asked me, what was my New Year's resolution? And not because of the origin necessarily only, but just because of the mindset that it produces. And so mm. it's it's no different than, okay, I'll start on Monday or, you know, today is it or, you know, I'm, I'm finally fed up. It's like, what... What is the truth, you know, and what do you have residual um, living in your mind to tell you that it's not going to be the last time and that Monday is not going to be a success or that 2020 or 2019 is not going to be your year, you know? Um, And so that's that's kind of my story. And that's how I know it so well. So that dovetails really nice dovetails really nicely into our theme of this episode is emotional hygiene, because Mm -hmm. and the reason that. I reached out to you was because I saw that as you were doing the the cleanse with the Jealous Vegan team, I I saw what you were doing in your private Facebook group and you're talking about all the ways to cleanse, right? And from an emotional perspective, you were addressing that directly as well. Um, Can you tell me a little bit or tell the audience a little bit about why you chose to connect those two things and really use that the the cleanse as a platform to, to continue the conversation on emotional health? Yeah. Um, so every single time I've, 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 I do any cleanse or any shift, whether it be regarding food or my business or some other aspect of my life, and I don't sit still for a moment and recognize what impact emotionally it's going to have on me, then I fail forward. 
And I, I want to thrive forward. I, I don't want to fail forward. You know, sometimes oh, I love we it. need that, right? <laughs> we need that sometimes, right? We just need to make sure that we take those quote unquote failures and that we move forward with them. And we, but when we keep failing forward, it's just, it's a longer process. I have to, I have to say, but I know that at this point, it's like, okay, enough. Like you need to thrive. What's going to help you to thrive? What's going to help you to succeed? Right. And that is taking a look emotionally, like even with having my son, like what is it that is causing you stress around this situation? What story from the past are you bring into the situation? Um, dealing with my wife, what what's going on, Jason? You know, what did you see in your parents marriage or your grandparents marriage? No judge. Right. What did you see that <clears throat> that is telling you a story that now you're carrying? Right. Um, and here. so with with the cleanse is. I, I just want to add this piece. It's just like, we do this and it's just like, oh, I'm going to join. And, and a part of me, that is true. Like I saw that you guys, I think I saw it in your stories. I saw it on your posts um, that you guys were doing the cleanse. And it's like, oh, I'm going to jump on this bandwagon. And I had to pause. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that you guys gave me a little bit of pause too. Um, it was just like, what's your intention? What's your why? You know, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't, right oh, come on and join our cleanse and it's going to be great and your skin is going to be so much better. It wasn't superficial. Um, great skin is great. I mean, I'm not, I'm not right, saying right. anything wrong with great be skin. The only thing. Uh, right? It, what, what is my why? Great skin is not my why. Mm. You know? And what's going to shape my intention? Great skin is not really going to shape my, my intention. And so that's one of the reasons why I joined at such an inconvenient time in my life, having a newborn and I'm not sleeping all night. Yeah, I, I really, so, I just thought it was really courageous. I didn't even think about that till I saw what you were posting. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. He is a new dad. And, and you were juicing mm-hmm. some things yourself. And I, I looked like you bought some things. But I was just like, that, this is like the epitome of agility right now. Because you're like, mm-hmm. life is not stable. Um, your life is, you're in the, in, in the flux of like a new chapter. And you're choosing to yeah. do this with it. And... I was just like, oh, I'm, I thought I was doing something drinking down my juice, but I mean, because cause it's a metaphor, right? And I talk about this because mm-hmm. it's never a right time. It's never a good time to cleanse emotionally, physically, no. like it's never a good time. And even more so for someone like you, I felt like, wow, like that is boss that you're going to do this while you're not sleeping and you're trying to adjust to this new lifestyle and you're just going to like cleanse, right? Um, it's non-trivial. And I just... I thought that was really boss. Yeah. I mean, day two, I had some bold question marks. Like, why are you doing this? Like, I knew my why, but I had a different why. And that was, what and why right. are you doing this? Right. You know? And so that, that's going to come. And I, I, to be honest, I did question it. I'm like, was this the best idea? Like, you have so much going on. Was it wise to add such a, such a strict, you know, um, three days into your life? And what I what I look at it now as is discipline, right? I, I just added another dis, another discipline to help me um, to thrive forward, and with the intention and with knowing my why and all of that, I was able to not quit and say, you know what, I give up. But I was able to um, to move forward. Yeah. So you mentioned that a couple of times, fail forward versus thrive forward. And some people think of failing forward as like, I mean, you hear this also in coaching circles, like failing forward is considered kind of good. Yeah. And I'm hearing you say that's not optimal. Tell me, can you tell us a little bit more about that? I think it's good because it has its place, but I think if we stay there, we get stuck. Right. Mm. Um, And I lost 90 pounds, but I still wasn't satisfied. 
It's, mm. you know, and I did that by failing forward. But if I was thriving more, I wouldn't, you know, it, it's part of me. It's part of my story. So I love it all, but it doesn't mean I can't analyze it and do better. And so, um, yeah, that, that's kind of where, where that lives inside of me. It's just, you know, and maybe throw forward, I might shift that to something else in the next two years. Like, no, don't throw <laughs> forward. It might be something else. I think that, um, I'm not there, right. As health coaches, that, that's one of the things that kind of stalled my business is that I wanted to show people I was there and nobody cared that I was there. They wanted to see where I really was. You know, the journey. Yeah. They wanted to see the journey and it's fraud, right? You're never there. Who's there? Nobody. Right. Nobody's oh. there. And so you're showing I'm there and they're like, no, like even the people who are semi-attracted, they're just like, it's, they, they, they like, they, they have this grimace on their face. They're like, what? Like, they're like, I want to be here with you, but what are you telling me? And so when you start opening up and you're really honest with yourself first, so that you can be honest with other people then that's what people are more attracted to and they want to, they want to see that. So mm-hmm. I would say thriving forward is it's a learning process, right? Cause you don't really know what's going to have you thriving, but if you just are authentic and honest, then that, I think that's the key. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree. One of the biggest lessons I learned very early and I say this having been coaching professionally for a little bit more than a year, but very early, one of the first things I learned was, oh, you, I have to be vulnerable? No, 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 you don't understand. I help other mm-hmm. people get vulnerable. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, 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 you don't need to see my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to get clear. I had to at least, I had to at least recognize my stuff before I could recognize it in others and lead from that place. Um, and you can never take a client deeper than you've been, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh- um, so let's talk about this emotional hygiene because this does seem like you um, you are an emotional freedom technique coach. Mm-hmm. So emotion is very um, part of your practice, part of how you serve, um, and mine too. As a even as a confidence coach and as a health coach, um, emotion is always very is very tied in there. So let's talk about how important emotional hygiene is and what made you. How does how does how do how did EFT help you? Um, EFT is short at audience for emotional freedom technique. Yeah. So um, there were a few questions. So help me, help me stay on track, but um, sorry. I, do so that. I started I do coaching, that. right? No, 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 it's fine. I started coaching. Um, it's something you said. I just want to revisit real quick. Um, you said that yeah. you've been coaching for a little over a year and it's so funny. I've yet to meet a coach who started a year ago. Like I've never, ever, ever, met a coach. And so I would, I would love to talk more offline about that because I'm like, I've been coaching since I was like 10. Like I, I just didn't know, you know, I was coaching. And so, yeah, yeah. so the, that, that's just kind of how it starts. It's like, we, people are asking us stuff. Like, it's just, we don't even know. And then it's like, Oh, this is coaching. Oh, this is, this is how I label this. So anyway, I digress. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, the disclaimer is that I've been coaching professionally okay. like, dis- with, with the intention. Got you. Um, and with the distinction of not giving advice, mm-hmm. but actually holding the space for other people to have their own discovery. Uh, so I love professionally, it. I love a little that. bit more. I love that. Because I'm like, I don't, I haven't known you long, but I just know like this, this is, this is a, a girl who's a coach at heart. Like for sure. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, um, I won't call it a calling, but it definitely is something that I, I would have to do, even if there were no money. Yeah, to pay me. absolutely. Same here. Same here. 
So EFT, once I started coaching um, other people and I realized that I'm coaching other people and I'm still, I'm still on the struggle bus for real. Um, like for real, for real. I'm like, it's got to be something else, right? I'm on this bus. I'm trying to get off, and you know, it's like it's not my stop. Um, and so when I found EFT, um, it was initially for for weight loss. Um, I had done acupressure, acupuncture, um, chiropractic. Like I'd just been doing everything, you know, everything right to um, mm-hmm. IIN Institute of Integrative Nutrition is the coaching school I went. Um, through and that program was just absolutely amazing um and then once i started tapping um it literally changed my life because tapping in carriages eft is also called tapping for anyone who doesn't know um tapping it requires you to come face to face with any issues that are holding you back in your life period so no longer am I able to push these things down or shove them aside or pretend that they're not going on. Um, you're forced to like pull it up and find which can be dangerous depending it on what's lying underneath and how suppressed it is. Mm-hmm. It can be dangerous, but also very illuminating yeah. if people are willing to be yeah. to get uncomfortable, right? right? And so always, 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 um, I, I love that you really highlighted and underscored that point because I'm always encouraging people, uh, my clients or people who follow me online to always practice safe, right? Emotional work Mm. because Mm -hmm. even, even people who, I mean, even your doctors, like do your due diligence and make sure you're working with someone who understands your issues just because they're a doctor doesn't mean that they're your doctor. And so always making sure that you're practicing in a way that is safe, and in a way that's going to honor you. And so for me, I started to work on myself and figuring out like, what are the deeper issues and, and what are they? And when you're tapping, it's, it's a relative of acupressure, acupuncture. So you're reducing the stress and the emotional charge around those issues. So it doesn't mean that they didn't happen. It doesn't mean that you forget about it. It's just, it's not holding you back in your life. So I always think, why is it that one person does not have fear of heights and one person does? Why is it that one person doesn't have any fear of public speaking and another does? Um, Mm -hmm. Why is it that I can go after what I want in life and get it done? And then, you know, person B is not able to and they're stuck in their story Mm -hmm. and things like that. And so figuring out what is keeping me stuck from where I want to be, that's what EFT you know, came through and did for me. Okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me tapping? I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play here because I, I, we, you've worked. We've worked together, and mm-hmm. you came to the intensive that I had in January. And um, the women that diff- got different impressions, different, um, different responses from tapping. And I, I've tried it. You've done it with me, and I just noticed I got really relaxed, and mm-hmm. it was kind of awesome. Like, um, but not but and. <clears throat> It's so fascinating to me. So I just want to play here because are you saying that tapping brings up emotional stuff? And, and you might have to give a little bit of description of like for our audience sake of like, what, what do you mean by tapping? Okay. So um, let me give you the two minutes. So we have Meridian, uh, a Meridian system. So that's where our energy flows. So when you're watching TV, right. And you're watching a sad movie or a touching movie 
or you hear like an opera singer and if that's your thing, it just brings tears to your eyes or goosebumps um, or the hairs on the back of your neck stand. All of that is energy that is flowing through your meridian system. And it just, it went through, like the sound of that music went through um, your energy system and made you have goosebumps or brought tears to your eyes or hearing this story um, did this. Um, now in the, in the sense of the story, it could be because the story is sad or it could just because the story is sad or it could be because you're connected to it in some sort of way. So just wanted to give you just the, the listeners an idea of how energy work um, works, right? So we all have that. Um, you can hear news and I literally know someone who heard something and got so upset to her stomach that she began to throw up. Um, so this is how energy works in our body. So when we tap into that energy, no pun intended, by tapping on certain points of our body, um, almost like with acupuncture, they're putting needles at those specific points in the body to release that tension, to release that stress, to stimulate. What we're doing is we're stimulating with in a different way by tapping on certain points of the body. Mm. Okay, so I was a person that when I was growing up, okay, especially it started around puberty. Mm -hmm. um, I was that person that I would watch cartoons, whatever it was. I could watch, see a commercial and it would just be a touching moment, uh, a family coming together or somebody dying. And I'd be the person, I'd be a bubbling mess on the couch. And my sister, mm -hmm. who ha used to have nerves of steel, would look at me like, really? It's a commercial. It's right. a cartoon. Exactly. Um, but as you were talking just now about watching TV and those signals coming in and then having a reaction, it does produce an emotional reaction. And for me, mm -hmm. clearly I'm very sensitive to certain stimuli. Right. Um, so the, it's kind of, so in that way it resonates because absolutely, yeah, that's my experience. But so there's some people who are maybe listening to this and be like, really? Like, um, I, I don't, I don't see how that's possible. It's just, it's just a show. Like how it's just music. It's just, Right. What do, you, what do you say to that? So I don't try to convince anybody that mm. um, anything's going to work for them. Like, that's just not I, I used to. And uh, through energy work, I realized that people are where they are and I have to honor where they are and respect. But if someone is willing and they're interested in learning more, then I invite them and encourage them even to experience EFT. Right. So in, when you're in doubt and you're just like, you know, that doesn't sound like it works. Well, you know, give it a try, like experience the method. Um, we have some really cool techniques on um, one called constricted breathing um, that allows you to um, to experience your lung capacity actually increasing um, through EFT uh, and just so many other things that we can do to to share um, the experience of EFT with with you with even when you're in doubt so now doubt is something that is that is okay um i was skeptical as well um it's totally okay what is not okay is when people are resistant to it and resistance in anything is not going to be good mm. so um yeah. it, it's a difference between having doubt and being resistant to change do you find that resistance comes from a much deeper place of like some story that a person may have about acupuncture or acupressure or tapping or energy work is this like not logical air quote not scientific um i think it comes from fear 
It mm. comes from fear. Uh, it, it, it not only fear, but that's one of the biggest things is that they're, they're fearful. What is it? Is it going to hurt me? Um, fear that it's not going to help me. Fear that it's going to be a waste of time. Fear that it's going to be a letdown. Um, people are on a search to get their health in, in, in order to, for happiness. People are in search for just out of the stress zone, right? And so anything that seems too good to be true, even though people are buying too good to be true every day, all day, um, I'm so glad you said that. Right, they're, they're getting it. <laughs> when it when it sounds too good to be true, they're resistant to it on a cellular level, right? Um, right. But they still will buy into it. I don't know what it is, um, April. I'm tell me if you find this, but I don't know why it is that when it sounds too good to be true, and it's like regarding their health um, and working with health coaches. I don't know what, I, I still don't get it. Like, I understand that working with a health coach, or I don't know if you agree with this, but I understand where it sounds too good to be true, right? Mm. Um, because I have to invest in myself. And that just doesn't sound good at all, you know? And investing in myself, right? That's going to mm. be too good to be true. All right, mm. I digress. Mm. But yeah, I. I yeah, I, I, yeah well, I it's that thing, right? Like, you got to be in a place. I mean, I think, I think this is true. In, with coaching or any kind of assistance, right? Because really coaching is, EFT is, these are all methods to assist a person to discover what's underneath. Mm-hmm. And I feel like- Root cause. Exactly. Um, and so I feel like a person has to be in a place to come to say, you know what, I'm willing, I'm willing to go there. And even with the fear, like I, that's why I'm asking for help. Right. You got to yeah. also that's the thing. Right. You got to be willing to ask for help. I don't know mm-hmm. if something needs to be shifted. You're saying you can help me. OK. Am I willing to invest in help um, versus um, one thing that gets me as a as a person, not as a coach, because I recognize that fear comes up and such. But one thing that gets me as a person is just like a human being is like people have their Nikes on. You got mm-hmm. to stop whining. Mm-hmm. You, you can't heal what you don't reveal. You got to stop running first. Right. <laughs> I love then, that. And then you can start, you can ask for help and then you can get clear of your stuff. At least you need to know what it is. So when it comes up, you can say, oh, that mm-hmm. was my, that was my thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was, that was my baggage. That's my fear speaking so that I know I can, oh, you know what? I can bring fear along. I don't have to just get stuck in it. Yeah. Oh, Jason. Yeah. Yes. Let's, let's, come on. Come on with me. Let's walk. <laughs> let's walk and talk. Right. You're going to be here. You're here for right. life. So cool. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to stop me, though. So we're going to have to keep moving. Keep it moving. Um, yeah. It's so interesting, too. Like tapping. You put tapping. I took acupuncture. I, I took acupuncture. I had acupuncture performed on me. Mm-hmm. During a very uh, emotional time. And as a part of an emotional hygiene, right? It goes back to our theme, okay. emotional hygiene routine. Um, I was getting divorced. Um, I think actually I'd been divorced and I was just still working through the pain and the hurt and mm-hmm. the longing um, and heartbreak. And yeah. I went to this practitioner that was recommended by uh, a friend of mine who has been to her before and she stuck a needle in my abdomen and I thought it was going to hurt. It didn't hurt, but I absolutely felt like a pop. And then it felt like nothing came out of my body, but it felt like something was oozing on the inside. I cannot explain mm. it. It was like a cool oozing. 
And she, you know, put a few more needles in and she walked out the room. And what I noticed, you know, 30 minutes later was I felt like Xanaxed calm. Wow. And I, that was the moment I became a believer in, in, in acupuncture mm-hmm. as an emotional way to, yeah. to conduct hygiene. And then when you did the tapping with me and I, I'm yawning and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you're releasing energy. And I'm like, am I? I'm releasing yeah. energy by yawning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt really calm. Yeah, it's, there's so many ways that we release energy that we don't even think of, right? And on a day to day basis, just um, breathing. You know, that's a simple way of detoxing and releasing energy and, and and things. And so, energy work has gotten. You know, I, I love energy work, but it also gets confusing because people are now just becoming energy healers, and they're they don't really respect um, the body's design, right, mm. for energy work. And it's a lot of things being added. So I like to practice EFT, purely EFT, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, coaching, of course, I'm a coach. But when we're, when I'm doing energy work, I'm making sure that it's just, EFT. you know, emotional EFT to reduce distress, um, to get you calm. Um, I, I love this topic of emotional hygiene because just like with any other hygiene practice, right? You think of adding things in and taking things out. You think of cleaning, like a daily, you know, your hygiene practice, like you're, you're needing tools. You need soap, right? It's, it's not just you. So you need soap, you need, you know, toothpaste to remove some things like tartar buildup or just dirt off your body, you know? Right. Um, and so with, with our emotions, it's the same thing. Like we need tools, like we need coaches, we need EFT practitioners, we need tools that we can do on ourselves. Like you may not, you don't go to the dentist all the time, like you do things in between, right? To, to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Um, and that's the same with our emotions, right? When we think of our emotional hygiene, it's just a question of what is it that's in your, in your kit? You know, what's in your bathroom cabinet, mm. your emotional cabinet, what's there that you're using to make sure that that you're cared for. And if we don't have that cabinet, just get one. No judge. Just just get that. Oh, I, oh, I love it. I love what you're saying. I, 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 so many people, and I speak from my own experience, like I came from a place of like, no, 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 we don't need to deal with the emotions. They're there. But I mean, you're supposed to be logical. You're supposed to like look mm-hmm. for your metrics and like this doesn't make sense. And so I I started my life framing my world around what makes sense? What's logical here? Um, and ignoring really the emotional component or, or really not just so much ignoring, but rushing past mm-hmm. with my Nikes on, right? Running past the emotional component. I just get to eat, need to eat something. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's Wendy's, yeah. right? Right. Ignoring the emotional component of you're craving French fries because you're stressed. Right. So go eat something healthy. No, no, no. I just need to eat something versus, mm-hmm. no, I really need to slow down here and take care of my emotional state. Yeah. Especially during high stress times. So for you to say, I love that you said that, like, it's just like brushing your teeth or having something else in your cabinet that you would use for regular hygiene. And yet I feel like maybe because as Americans, uh, we also are very driven. We're also in always, I I find us, I experience Americans as always in a hurry. Um, Mm -hmm. It's expected that we're supposed to, you know, hey, get it done. Let's go. What what are we doing? Like, what time does the train come? Like, um, that I feel like we are socialized to rush past our emotional needs to get mm-hmm. to what's quantifiable from science or quantifiable for what we need to accomplish. Um, and so I, uh, it's, it's, what, what do you say to that? 
Yeah, I mean, you you were speaking, and I'm just sitting here. I'm just like, my goodness, she's telling my story. Like, I that's that's what happened. Years of trying to rush the weight off. Years of trying to rush. You know, once I started becoming, once I started health coaching, years of trying to um, rush my business to succeed. And then with my clients, like I wanted them to win so badly, but really I was rushing them along, mm. just rushing, rushing, rushing. And finally, I'm like. I'm glad I'm not old because I finally have learned to, you know, to just sit still. And so many people say that, like they wish they had just taken their time. Like when they're in their eighties, nineties, a hundred plus and they're interviewed, it's like, I, I wish I had just gone after that dream that I wanted to. I wish I had, you know, said no, I wish I had said yes in this circumstance. And so um, I'm, I am fortunate to be in this space where I understand for myself the importance of um, sitting still, taking my time, um, not running, you know? Um, So your question, uh, my answer to it would be, if you're listening to this, like, just, just sit still, right? Just sit still long enough so that you can know what it is that you, what you need. Because I'm just kind of going back to the analogy of hygiene. It's different in everybody's cabinet. And one of the things that we do in America is we want to, you know, be like other people as much as we want to be innovators and, you know, I'm unique and I'm different and all of this, but we're, we're following like the wrong path. So figure out what toothpaste works for you. You know, the emotional <laughs> toothpaste, right? Yes. I'm not getting, I'm not getting, we have choices, <laughs> right? We right. have choices. Exercise your right to choose what is healthy and what's not healthy for you. Like exercise that right because uh, just taking food as an example. If you're a vegan, and I and, and I, you know, correct me because I remember part of your story of of um, being a vegan and you know your family and whatnot not being vegan and how challenging it is. Mm-hmm. But there are other there, those are some of the social challenges that I love you guys talk about. There are other um, environmental challenges that challenge a, a vegan. I'm just using vegan as an example. Yeah. Um, someone who's a vegan. Um, if you're living in New York, um, it can be very challenging in those winter months to keep up a healthy vegan lifestyle because the weather is so cold and you need warming foods, you know, raw vegan, I'm speaking specifically, you kind of need those warming foods and to, to kind of help you. And people may disagree, but I'm talking about from my experience of working with clients who are in very cold climate. And then we just shift like just one thing, can you add some warmer foods? Can you eat more soups? And these weren't vegans that I'm talking about, but these are people who are like heavy into salads, like salad, salad, salad all year. And we just shift and have them eat more from the ground and more what's growing and what's in the market. They were saving money. So financially they were doing better. Um, Their body was responding emotionally. They were happier. They were like, oh my goodness, I feel so good. People are like, what happened? And I'm like, I just shifted you know, and started eating for me. I started taking care of myself, me. Right. Um, and so emotionally and physically and all of that, we have gotten into this pattern of what is selling, you know, and I'm, I'm buying into what is on TV or what, you know, what's showing up in my social media feed. And I, and I don't think about me. Yeah. What I need. yeah. And that's one of the reasons that we reject the term vegan as like a label because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, but potato chips are vegan. Uh, right. So is chocolate and wine. Like, like <laughs> in cookies. some cases, right? Like if you check the label, it could be vegan. It doesn't mean it's good right. for you, right? Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> you're right. Like you have to find what's 
best for you. That's why that we created the Jealous Vegan because it's like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for everybody. You got to find what works for you. But again, so many people are like rushing past and I see this in my practice and in the world is that like, just tell me what to do. No, no, no. Mm. no, no you, oh my goodness. You know what to do if you slow down. But can we just pause on just tell me what to do? Oh. Can, we, can we take we a pause? We have another episode just on that. We can do our own series, Jason, but go ahead. <laughs> Just tell me what to do. No, I just wanted to take a pause. You could proceed. You could I mean, proceed. That, that's that's huge, right? Just tell me what to do. Yeah. What to eat? How much protein do I need? You know what? Um, yeah. And I, I'm famous for saying to clients on a call, they're just like, I don't know. And I can sense them like, yeah, you do. Slow mm-hmm. down. You do know. Um, because the, the body doesn't lie. You can feel the tension right. in your body. You can feel mm-hmm. that you hate this job. You can feel that this relationship isn't working. You can feel that you're angry or that you're frustrated. But the stuff that gets layered on is like, I shouldn't feel this way. This is my daughter. I should love her. Right. Well, you do love her, but you also resent her because she's bringing mm-hmm. in the conflict. And she resents you. And that's where, until you get clear, until you decide that you're both, at least for you, this person, the client, right? Until you mm-hmm. decide you're going to face that that love and resentment can coexist. Yes. You're going to be stuck. Yeah. And understanding what the resentment is about. So sometimes when, once we just understand what it is, right? Why am I resenting this person? It's like, oh, okay, this is why I'm resenting this person. Now I can come up with some solutions or some coping mechanisms that are really coping mechanisms yes. and not covering. It's not, they're not blankets. They're literally ways to help you to cope. So people will use alcohol as a coping mechanism, but really it's not. It's just a blanket. You're covering. You're not coping. Yes. Yes. And, and I know from my personal journey working through heartbreak, like there were, t- there were days where I would just lay on the couch and, or somewhere mm-hmm. and I would just cry mm-hmm. all day, right? But I did notice that it wasn't like crying nonstop. Emotions are this kind of a, a coach yeah. that I follow, kind of like a wave. Um, mm-hmm. He describes it like... Um, it would come up, I'd have an, a burst of crying, let's say, and then I'd be okay for a little while. And then it was like a wave cresting. And then, mm-hmm. and, and, but, but so many people are trying to stop the wave from cresting. Yeah. And that's where the, the tension is. When I started to just let it, yeah. let it come and crest and fall and crest and fall as many times as it took and as long as it took, that's when it started to dissipate. And I started to notice mm-hmm. the feelings didn't last as long. And I could be clear, oh, I'm feeling... I'm feeling unsafe. Um, yeah. But but you gotta you got you gotta you gotta take your Nikes off first, and you gotta yes be willing to face it to heal it. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And it's just just so interesting. So we're talking about emotional hygiene. So many things. I, I do feel like we can have our own sidebar. Um, yeah. But for like, sure. emotional hygiene. So tell me what's in your emotional hygiene kit. So um, I'll tell you some of the top things that I use. So meditation is, is very, very important to me. Um, it's, it's crucial, right? Um, daily tapping is something that I do. Um, you, you mentioned something earlier about safety and in my programs, I'm all about safety because when we tap into things, um, and I'm not talking about emotional freedom techniques, I'm talking about whatever we do, Mm -hmm. um, in life that are tapping. A lot of people call them triggers, um, maybe you didn't do it. Maybe somebody else tapped into something that was a trigger for you or or what have you. Um, we have to deal with that, whether we like it or not. We have to do something with that. And so when doing emotional work, it is important to keep safe, um, to make sure that you 
um, or either working with a practitioner or if you're if you're deciding to kind of go at it alone, making sure that you're walking um, gingerly and you're taking baby baby steps so that you can, you know, so that you can thrive forward mm. because emotions are, are are tough, right? They're they're tough. Like we don't really want to deal with them in most instances. Like few people do you find like, oh yes, I love going through my emotional <laughs> drama. Like that, that's my favorite thing. Let's start now. You know, it's not it's not something that, yeah. that you really want to yeah. do. So you do want to be safe. And unfortunately, the world that we live in, people have gone through a lot. Yeah, they really have, and it, it's traumatizing. And so um, we working with um, people with EFT, re-traumatizing is something that we do not want. Right. Um, and so I, 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 I encourage tapping. Um, anybody can do it anywhere, anytime. Um, just, just tap. But the work, you know, um, I, I don't really call it the work, but here it just kind of came to me. The work, the actual work mm-hmm. of digging deeper Um Sometimes that may not be something that you want to do you on, know, your on your own by yourself. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, if if I were making recommendations, I would say, Mm-mm. if you if you really, if you really yeah. know that there's some stuff that needs to happen, mm-hmm. some stuff that needs to be excavated, don't do that by yourself. Right. Yeah, um, I do like EFT in the sense that once a person understands enough, that you you train them basically to to be able to do it anywhere, so they can self soothe and self serve. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I do like right. that because I feel like. Sometimes with coaching, you really do need another person there, right? Yeah. And you, you can't, mm-hmm. yeah. we sometimes need to say things out loud and to another person we trust before we can be like, oh, that's the thing that I'm stuck on. Yes. But EFT yes. is is very much so a practice of self-soothing um, and self-serving where it makes sense. So I, it's interesting because I hear you say sometimes you're just like, I tapped that out today or yeah, I was mm-hmm. feeling like this and I tapped that out. I'm just like... Just warms my heart. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing. Um, here's something that I, I typically encourage people to do when you're tapping um, on a on a on a daily as a daily practice, right? You can focus on things that are coming up for you, right? What is it that's kind of getting you stuck right now? Um, is it a fear of something? Is it a craving for something? Um, is it a shopping habit? Is it? I, I don't know. What? Think of something that's kind of getting you stuck, or you're you don't you're not in the mood to do it. You don't feel like it. I I think that those are more are safer zones for people to kind of start mm-hmm. with, because you can put language to what emotion you're feeling right now. Yeah. Right. I can I can say you know what I do not feel like it, or this juice cleanse is hard. Oh my goodness, this is so hard. Why did I do this? And you're tapping while you're putting language to that. No harm. It's already there. Like these are the emotions that you're already feeling. When you're going deeper with a practitioner, it's more of the things that are getting you, I would say, stuck in your life. Because we have to drill deeper to find not not why is it that I can't balance my checkbook because I don't I can't stand to look at it, but why am I in this financial situation? And what are my stories around money? I'm just using money as an example. Right. What are my stories around money? <laughs> what did mom and dad say? We can't afford this. We can't, you know, do this. Um, don't don't do that because we're not going to have any money. Wait till the first of the month. What are those stories that could be a little traumatizing, whether we realize it or not, that are connected to an early you know, place in our childhood or early stage in our life? 
um, that's when you want to really start working with a practitioner because we're digging up so that we can get those roots. Because as long as we keep chopping off the grass, um, the blades, we're not going to get the, the roots. And we want our grass, right? So let's say the yeah. weeds. We got to get the weeds, you know, um, down. We can't just chop the, you know, we got to get to the root right. of it and dig it up. Yeah, right. Because to and, get to the uh, root is the only way you unearth it and you can mm-hmm. grow something different there. Exactly. Um, yeah, but going going deep, I agree with you. Wouldn't recommend doing that on your own. Yeah. Um, okay, so you talked a little bit about what's in your cabinet: meditation, tapping, um, anything mm-hmm. else? Um, anything else? Anything else? Um, so I, the emotional cabinet is. Um, I, I, I have one more thing that is really important, uh, and that's communication. So when we're able to release energy, a lot of times it's uh, with talk therapy, for instance, a lot of people, I feel so good. I got it out um, because you were able to talk to somebody because you were able to communicate. Um, same with coaching. Like people, I just, I just did so much better. And I didn't do it. Sometimes I'm just sitting there and I'm just listening. And afterward, they're like, oh my goodness, this was the best session yes, ever. Yes, right? Sometimes you're not saying anything. They're talking through it. Right. Right. Yeah. They're just getting, you know, they're getting through it. So fine, you know, if you if you're not... If you don't have an amazing coach like Coach Cunningham or um, if, you, if you're interested in working with me, that's great. But find, even if you don't have a coach, find somebody that you can talk to, a trusted source. Non-judgmental. Right, that you can, non-judgmental. Um, and that's separate from like your spouse because that communication is also uh, emotionally yeah. healing. Like communicating with your, your spouse, communicating with your family, it, it, it provides a release that is truly amazing. Communicating your needs without anger, without all of that stuff. So um, just kind of going back to answering your question, I would say communication is probably the third thing that is a tool, just finding that outlet. Because we, we can sometimes sit, you know, there's a difference between sitting still so that things can come up, but then we can sit quiet and we're, it's just so much noise. It's like, it's a fire, you know, and it, there's no um, audible noise, but there's just so much noise and things are brewing. And so finding that balance of where I'm sitting still to allow things to come up and then the difference between, OK, things have come up and they need to be released. I need to cleanse right. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in my emotional cabinet, I'm sorry, using that now. OK, I'm going to be like, you, should, you, should, you, you okay, didn't trademark good. it ahead of time, so. No, we didn't. We it's so it's enough to go around. It's enough to go around. Um, a prayer, definitely. Like yes. Um, a meditation, I absolutely. And and can I just say, meditation in the quiet, because sometimes people Mm. can't sit still, and those are especially the people that always have to have the music on, always have to be in motion, always have to be doing something. I highly recommend sit in the stillness. And if there's a reticence to sit in the stillness, to me, that's a sign. That's a that, there's something mm-hmm. there. Um, mm-hmm. So sitting in the stillness, prayer. Um, I do write uh, nice. to to kind of try to expel that. And but I, those are probably my top. Um, I run, mm-hmm. I exercise. Um, although I've broken up with the treadmill, kind of because um, I'm bored. I support. I support. <laughs> um, but you got to get them. My sister used to say when I was going through. A traumatic time she was just like you need to clear the emotional tank mm, like that and it became a thing between us like i'd be stressed and i'm just like i don't know how i'm gonna get through this uh-huh. day and she would say yeah. have you cleared the tank today yeah and i'm like no i haven't cleared the tank um 
So definitely exercise. It's that movement, right? The energy um, changing and releasing from movement in whatever form that takes um, really helps me. Okay, so where do people find you? So um, on Instagram, I'm jasonwinters.coach and on Facebook, jasonwinters.coach as well. So either of those, um, I can be found. Excellent. You guys, if you're listening, audience, um, I do highly recommend EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. Um, Got me really calm. Calm is like my ideal state. When I'm calm, I know I'm I'm okay. But as long as I'm not calm, there's, there's a problem. So... I do recommend it. Um, reach out to Jason. If you have questions, reach out to the Jealous Vegan team. We're happy to point you in the right direction or help you. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you else you want to add, Jason, before we... Yeah, I wanted to invite the listeners to my webinar. It is... Um, you can register for it at bit.ly forward slash emotionally free. That's bit.ly forward slash emotionally free. And I'm going through six techniques, right? Or six things, I should say, not really six techniques, but it's the one technique that we kind of talked about today. Um, And how can you achieve like lasting peace, lasting freedom, right? And these are the six things that typically are coming up. A lot of what we talked about today, um, but there's some other things that I go through. And um, this will allow you to kind of get emails from me as well. So just be prepared for that. Um, I'll invite you to be a part of my Facebook group. And um, just kind of be in my community. Yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a part of your EFT uh, private Facebook group. Some good content in there, y'all. Um, and absolutely. So we'll put your link um, to your Insta handle and your Facebook. And we'll put um, bit.ly slash emotionally free. We will put that mm-hmm. in the show notes for people to grab. And we'll also shout that out on Insta so people can know. Um where to find you and how to get yeah. free. Yes. yes. <laughs> love it. Love yes. it. Love it. Um, I want to say thank you to, um, to you, coach Cunningham and also to the Jealous vegan team for all that you do. Um, because this is, this is not easy. The work that we do, right. It's not, it's not like it's easy. It's something that we love and it's a passion. Um, but it, it's not easy. We have so much to do in life. And so I know the work that goes into what you guys are doing. So I want to thank you guys for sharing your message. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. And thank you for joining the journey. Um, we absolutely are going to continue to collaborate. And I'm excited about that because we need some, I feel like we need male representation. The team has talked about this. We need male representation and to be able to, to share some of these things from the, the that perspective, from your journey first yeah. as a human and also um, as a masculine mm. energy. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I received that. So thank you. Um, Okay. Then audience, we will see you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us on social media at The Jealous Vegan on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or at thejealousvegan.com and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content to support your plant-based journey. And until then... Don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.